Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Hey there. Welcome to another edition of the Business Chef Podcast. I am Chef Sean Boucher, and I am here today talking to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. David Myers. David is the recruiter of recruiters, and we're very lucky to have him today. We're very lucky to have someone of his caliber talk about what it is that he does and the importance of it. Now, for those of you who may not know or not realize the importance of recruiters, have probably never talked to one or never spent time with them to understand what their role is. David's going to fill us in on what his role as a recruiter is, why recruiters are important, and what makes his firm a little bit different. But in the meantime, let's find out a little bit about David and how he got started in this business. Well, hey, Sean, thanks for having me on today and appreciate the opportunity. I don't know that my origin is that much different than many. Um, in the summers, I would spend my uh, a number of months by my grandmother and she was in my mind the world's greatest cook still and I would pull on her apron strings as she was making some comfortable uh, country type cuisine back in the day and that kind of set the basis for my passion for culinary initially um, when after I graduated high school I went to a local community college uh, for hospitality management and uh, they had an emphasis there on uh, food service and culinary specific and in my final semester I tested through the ACF to be placed in one of the local uh, apprenticeship properties and I was fortunate enough to start my professional career uh, in the trenches um, at the Ritz-Carlton Chicago where I did the core of my my culinary foundation from there I, I moved around uh, the Standard Club of Chicago, which is a storied uh, city club, and then uh, moved around a little bit in the luxury resort and hotel model, and then back to Chicago, where I worked at a 36-hole country club property, um, where I met one of my business associates now, Bill Schultz, who's one of the original master club managers, and uh, I had left there and, and moved over to North Shore Country Club and was a chef for three years, and then general manager for uh, collectively 16 years and um, I just knew then I wanted to test my entrepreneurial spirit and help my manager friends uh, improve their food and beverage services. So I, in 2000, I formally founded my firm, which is culinary placement specific. We work primarily in the member-owned club sector. However, we also work with uh, some very top resorts and hotel companies, including the Broadmoor, the Greenbrier. We've even helped Stanford University uh, find some culinary leaders over time as well. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about you and your firm and exactly what it is that you do. What makes you different? Because obviously there are a lot of recruiting companies or firms out there 
So talk about what it is that you do, your niche, what makes you different from some of those others? Well, there's a lot of good recruiting firms. Uh, I think what distinguishes us as being different is uh, all of our associates, Bill Schultz, as I mentioned, one of the original master club managers, he started as a chef uh, before he ascended into uh, running very top clubs in America. Dan Huglier, our master chef associate out of Detroit, had been in the resort, the club, and in education for years. Uh, Rod Stoner is a retired VP of food and beverage. He's also a CIA graduate. Uh, we're finishing up a search now with Weburn Country Club. And when he attended the CIA, he uh, would work week at their, um, um, I want to say Bell Haven, but New Haven campus. He would work weekends at the Weburn. So doing that search is dear to his heart. Um, Rod later served for years on the uh, CIA's board. And uh, the other two fellows that work with us, Bill Hunt and Paul Sorkel, are educators and um, very active in the ACF. So we are a team of uh, individuals that both understand business but understand culinary. And culinary is a unique uh, discipline, uh, trade, craft, uh, one that I believe is largely misunderstood by the general consumer. Chefs are inherent, the gifted ones are inherently resourceful and can do so much in such short period of time. And uh, the art and skill of doing that is sometimes um, not fully understood. I guess what I'm saying is um, it takes a lot to be diverse in skill and resourcefulness to do the diversity of programming that our clients require. It's not only cooking at a high level, but it's leading and uh, it's building uh, strong teams and culinary process and sanitation more and more so is becoming so critical in these operations. And unfortunately, with the proliferation of food service as we know it now in the States, uh, it's grown so fast. I, I think the, the, the overall food service community is void of some of the true culinary leaders they need. So more process of being put in place for for standards and particularly sanitation, which is something that I think is far overlooked. Um, so anyway, to your question in part, um, we try to vet out the experiences that are required for our specific clients, what their culture is, their resourcefulness, both physical plant and budget, and uh, the diversity of programming they're looking for, and, and all of us being chefs and and speaking the language of culinary, if you will, we uh, are success factor in, in making successful placements are probably unparalleled in industry, in any industry where there's a recruiter involved in selection and sustainability. Okay, so obviously you guys are kind of the top of the food chain. You're, you've got some incredible talent, some people that really know their stuff, really know... Um, I mean, have worked at some incredible properties and really done some amazing things. So you've got an all-star team, absolutely, bar none, hands down. But talk to us a little bit about your process. How does it work? How, how do you recruit? Well, uh, that's a great question, and there's many parts to it. So I'll ramble a little bit, but hopefully I'll depict uh, uh, an overview of how it works. So 
Um, as re executive recruiters, uh, our ultimate mission is to make a correct match of talent and interest as it aligns to the business need. But at all times, we work for the clients with uh, the objective to you know, find somebody who can be harmonious within their culture and advance their uh, programming to the pleasure of their, their market, which is the members that pay dearly to be part of a community called Club. So when we're retained by a client, uh, it's typical that one of uh, our members pays a site visit to the club. We want to assess the physical plant, fully understand the budget, get a sense of uh, menu program as it is today, and get a sampling from a small member group uh, committee, if you will, um, to get an understanding of where the opportunities are and where they'd like to see their program evolve. So with that information, um, we'll come back to our office, organize a position profile. Uh, there's some abbreviated uh, full profiles at our website, which is MyersAssociates.com. Um, and we will try to depict in business need and type person, type skills uh, as requirements to make an ideal match. Um, we're a more traditional recruiter versus modern in that while we leverage uh, social media and all things internet, we keep a database. Oh, I couldn't even give you an absolute number, but it's significant. Um, and often when we make a, a site to a client, we are thinking in terms of if it, let's say hypothetically is regional tri-state New York, um, ideally, we want somebody currently living in that market or has worked in that market in the past. So we'll we'll look into our database and contact those individuals individuals directly. Uh, and you know we're constantly in the market talking with chef candidates, try to understand what's important for them, what size model they would uh, be comfortable and uh, performing at a high level what type of programming creative outlet they need, um, financial uh, requirements, uh, all the varying factors. We like to understand the family dynamic as well. Um, a lot of chefs will approach us, hey, you know, I understand you, you work with great clients. Can you find me a job? Well, that means nothing. So we try to learn the individual and making the match part is, is I guess, our gift. Um, our success factor, as I mentioned earlier, is high 90s, which is unheard of in placement. And, um, you know, we're looking for five, seven year placement uh, success, which is, again, remarkable in food service, which can be moody. Of our candidates, we, we asked them to uh, organize a uh, press kit or, or marketing piece, uh, digital portfolio, sometimes we refer to it as which requires them to storytell a little bit uh, in form of a bio with a professional image. We also like to see images of their food from comfortable to progressive, wine dinners to day-to-day -day basic, grab and grow. Um, we also like to see menu representation. So effectively, our clients ask sort of in this way, what does their food look like? What does their menu programming look like? So. Uh, when we present candidates that check many of the boxes that are required to generally be aligned with the hiring needs, wage expectations, and so forth, 
they're presented with a packet that's typically 30, 40 pages of, of data uh, produced in part by the candidate. So obviously you've been around for a while, you, you are familiar with the game. How do people find you? You know, these properties pay you to find people. You know, how do you get that new business? As well as finding people to fill those positions. So, you know, where does that come from? Where does this new business for you come from? And where, where do these people come from that help you fill these roles? How do you find them? Well, um, so we started this firm in 2000. We're soon to enter our 19th year being culinary specific. It's all we do. Um, for, for those in the club world and, and the resort communities, they know us as experts. Um, for, for the, to the greatest extent, um, other than subscribing to uh, regional chapter publications for the purpose of sponsoring their cause, we do no advertisement. So the majority of our work finds us by referral. And uh, back to my earlier point, our success and placement is critical um, to our next uh, client. And, uh, you know, we're only as good as our last meal or or placement made. So we treat every search very seriously. And uh, our clients find us by referral almost always. As far as what we ask of the client, we have a four page request for information, which includes uh, general data about their business model, size team, annual revenues, uh, size, budget per department. Uh, various factors you need to know as far as what their business model is. Um, and then uh, once all of that's gathered, gathered, we'll make a site visit and spend time with, with not only the hiring, ultimate hiring manager, often the committees, as I suggested, as well as uh, key management partners, food and beverage director, director of operation, outlet managers. Uh, it's very common when I make a site visit that I'll spend time with the golf professional and green superintendent. And sometimes the manager will ask, well, why? And I say, well, you know, clubs are communities and they're so relationship-based that very often that uh, uh, golf professional or, or green super is likely to hear what's good or not going on at the club, and they can be the first line of defense for, for the chef. And, you know, these, these clubs, while they want to hire largely A-types, they also want to hire people that meld well with all the other departments, because together you win, and too high of egos that's just on their own plane uh, doesn't work. And further, we've come to realize over time that in the club community particularly, the most successful chefs are those that have uh, a character quality or, or, or mind that's willing to, to produce what that market requires. And in other words, in a captive audience setting, there's always going to be club traditions. And you know, the chef needs to be mindful of that. And there's general regional features that may be seasonally offered or, or year-round. And I think the art of the hire is to get somebody who can produce and build a team that can consistently produce a product that members require and do it willingly, along with the intuition that's necessary to take the program forward and evolve it on a pattern program basis first radically too quick and overnight and a shock to the system 
of uh, the various pallets within members membership. We've done a good job figuring that out as well. Okay, so coming back to one of my questions about finding people, how do I become the type of person you're looking for? Uh, meaning that you know I'm a chef and I want to be hired by you and your firm for one of these incredible properties. What do I need to do to to do that? Do I need to go to culinary school? Do I need to not go to culinary school? Do I need to have certain years of experience? What is it that we can do to prepare ourselves to be recruited by you? Yeah, all of that and more. So to your point, uh, when you're forging your foundation after tech school or if you just come into the interest because of passion or you fell into it, which a lot of top chefs have, I could... I don't have enough fingers to name all the highly celebrated chefs that didn't technically go to school but learned in the trenches. But what we like to see, um, well, I think what I think the answer is two part, and it's not absolute. But our clients like to see stability, and they also like to see diversity. So um, I think a great club chef typically has some resort experience, some branded. Um, restaurant, known restaurant experiences, as well as some club experience somewhere in the journey. I think the hotel piece, which is a changing model now, um, but they are good at uh, HR practices and making numbers for sure. And they always want great guest scores. Um, these resorts and uh, hotels over the years have been evolving to be more pattern in their practice, a little less chef-driven, but still the, the experiences learned within that niche are invaluable. Um, working for a throwdown chef in a top city center restaurant that has brand value, iconic chef, you're going to learn just by being in the room, and, and, and um, I think that's great. Some chefs, very stable chefs in their journey, They'll manage to take a month, a week out of a, a year and go stage with somebody recognizable. And I think that's genius. I mean, you don't have to change jobs. You volunteer and you learn and you eat some good food while you do it. Maybe build a, a broader friend network, professional peer network and, and have fun. But I think uh, coming out of school, I think it's important for aspiring chefs to find a mentor, a mentor that will push you and pull you, support you, and pick you up when you fall. And in an environment where uh, you're learning, where there's ample resources, and um, you're, you're just happy to go to work. And, you know, when I, when I got out of my tech school, uh, I went to the Ritz-Carlton, and my mind was immediately that, hey, I'm learning slightly greater minimum wage, but I'm finally getting paid to get educated. And I think I know that's youthful, but I think it's so it's so necessary to see it from a long view and realize the steps on the front side are what, are, what ultimately will open doors down the road. So working for a brand, working for a great mentor, I think that's highly critical in the younger foundationary years for aspiring chefs. Obviously, great advice, um, solid advice, not to just be recruited, but to really develop yourself as an individual and develop your career regardless of what you're going to do. So I, I definitely applaud that advice to anyone um, who's listening to this. You know, we're, 
back to kind of what I had asked uh, previously, what what are you doing to find these people or, or where are these candidates coming from? As I s- stated earlier, we are more traditional executive executive search firm. And with that, uh, we have an abundance of candidates in our database that are understood to want to work in certain regions at certain wage points, certain type business models and so forth. So getting to know us, um, it's a process. As I had mentioned, we require a lot of information from the candidates. Uh, that initial uh, conversation that we have with a candidate is a first impression, and first impressions are lasting. So we are hopeful that uh, they come across confident and polished. Uh, we, you know, working with a recruiter is—it's a daunting thing. It's like nobody teaches you in culinary school, or even when you get out in the field. Uh, you know, you might work with an executive recruiter one day, or further. You know, some of the materials we asked of the candidates, you know, you don't go to school and they're teaching you how to build a digital portfolio. And rightfully so. You're going out there and, and, and forging your foundation and craft and, and building it out. So you don't need to be ready to self-promote. But as it relates to uh, when you come to us, we will we will ask you to, to fill out a we have a proprietary chef strength analysis form, which is a three page exercise of varying technical questions, situational questions, HR questions, uh, business-minded questions, uh, and an application form. We're running criminal and vehicle history reports. We're vetting experiences. And mind you, everything we do is in strictest of confidence. And I'll say to any candidate, there's a lot of recruiting firms out there, more agencies than actual executive recruiters. They'll take your resume and they'll shop it around. And it's like, uh, I'd say to the candidate, when they approach any recruiter, ask them what they're doing with their personal private information. And are, you know, when does it leave their desk? How do, what's the authorization process? We keep everything of a candidate private to our desk. Nothing will ever of theirs will ever leave our desk until we would specifically have a discussion about a specific client need, a property. And uh, they would say, hey, give me an interview. And then we make sure all their information is signed off on, the, the packet is clean. So effectively, everything we ask of a candidate takes weeks, if not months. And uh, I would say the typical candidate that works with us is probably 12 months to 18 months before we would actually place them. Okay, guys, you hear that? If you, if you take one thing away from this, it's that you are not not going to have a job within two weeks to three months if you start working with a recruiter. I find so many people out there who are like, oh, I started working with a headhunter and they're going to they're gonna hire me and, and I'm going to have a job in two weeks. No way. If they're worth their salt, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a long time because their reputation is on you and it's on the line. So right, Sean. So right. And again, back to the point, um, when you when you work with our firm as a candidate, um, we speak the language of culinary. And as you know, it's unique, just as an architect would speak to a contractor and, and by industry sectors, it, it's, uh, it's a bit different. So I would say as a candidate, um, buyer beware, 
make sure you have a trust and a confidence level with the recruiter or recruiters you wish to work with. Um, if they don't understand culinary, and we know it's a field that requires a lot of nights, weekends, and holidays, and if they're just trying to shovel you around to collect a fee, uh, the, that bad word reference, as I refer to it, as a headhunter, then, you know, they're, they're really not doing you any career uh, service. They're just a facilitator. So be cautious. Uh, I'll tell uh, the opposite side of that story. I've received calls in years past, and seemingly everyone's getting smarter now. But, but uh, you know, I, I heard from a guy. He said, hey, I heard from my friend to call you. You're, the, you're a great recruiter. you got a job for me. And I would say, oh, pardon me, I think we're off to a bad start. You better uh, call me back, but start differently, too. So, you know, uh, recruiters, uh, we work for the client, as I said, but we, we labor to make a good match because we're dealing with lives here, right? We're moving families. We're affecting business. We're, we're affecting personal lives. We labor to get it right. And, um, you know, everyone's uniquely different, but, you know, having a trust in, in – and a recruiter, as the better recruiters are, they're your partners in career. And any recruiter who promises you a job, beware. Okay. You've been around the block. You've seen a lot. You've met with a lot of people. You've, you've worked in jobs. You speak the language of culinary, like you said. So here we go. Here's the question for you. What advice do you give to aspiring culinarians, whether they're starting out in their journey or they're a little bit down the road? What advice would you give them to further their careers? There's so many parts to that, but I think, I think the discipline of culinary can be so consuming and sometimes isolating. And I think it's important for chefs at, at all stages of their career, but but particularly younger, where they'll go to work and they're immersed in their learning in the four walls of where they're at. I think that's great, especially if you're in a dynamic program, you're, 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 you're advantaged. But I also think association is so critical, fellowship, uh, professional association. The ACF is wonderful. In certain markets, there are very dynamic uh, chapters. Um, and if that's not your case, attend uh, continuing education workshops, be it at the CIA or uh, other regional offerings that uh, allow you not only to learn, but meet fellows and grab an idea and share an idea. I tell the younger kids coming up, you need to put five folks on your text, calling, email list, and once a month, write them or call them and say, hey, I just did this. It was pretty cool. Um, here's how we did it. And uh, by the way, what do you got for me? And just so you're, 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 you're connected because uh, the work can be so consuming. Uh, it, it sometimes leaves you isolated. So I think um, beyond pleasing our clients and building a great cohesive team that's our family, which we often spend more time with than, than uh, any other part of our day, um, I think continue to learn and continue to share and have a peer network because we know this industry can be difficult and uh, addiction is a big part of it. And I think uh, those we've seen over time that you know, 
fall off or get into bad places. They, they isolate, and isolation is a bad place. So when you're within a community, you're not alone. You're sharing and, and giving and learning. It's just the right way to live. I mean, I didn't, I didn't write that perspective. It's, it's lived through the Bible. So um, sometimes we just get on a plane where we're charged for an end goal and we forget about the middle. So I think being part of something greater than our day-to-day is, is very important. David, you are a good man, and I appreciate your time today because you have definitely given us a lot to think about and hopefully given some of those who maybe need a job or, or look to improve their situation some tools in which they can do uh, on their own to prepare themselves to, to get ready to talk to you. Um, speaking of which, if someone wants to talk to you or find out more about your firm, what's the best way to do that? Well, I would think um, before you pick up the phone, visit our website. It's Myers Associates, and Myers is spelled M-E-Y-E-R-S, associates, plural, dot com. And poke around the website. Um, our associates, we write uh, various uh, publications or, or newsletter articles as it relates to current trends. Um See who you're about to pick up the phone and call. Uh, look at some of our work. Uh, we're not for everyone. Uh, clearly, um, our, our market is more luxury, requiring a higher level skill set and diversity of uh, uh, travel. But, um, you know, start there at the website. Get a feel for who we are. Don't be intimidated. We all start somewhere. And sometimes the hardest call to make is the first one. And then you realize we're just human beings that are probably uh, busier and want to be as most people can be. As I like to say, we have so many tickets hanging in our windows and we're just trying to manage the ticket times. But, but we, you know, we're purposeful. We try to help others with the promise of no false promise. We'll give you honest information and timely responses that's available to us. And nothing of yours will ever leave our desk until you authorize us to do that. So I, I would start um, by there, by visiting our website. You can write any of us. The uh, addresses are there. That's probably, as a matter of fact, I tell everyone, um, and, and, and I've done this for years. I'm, as I mentioned, more an analog man than a digital guy, but uh, I hope I'm good at it all. But I'm a relationship fellow. I pick up the phone and leave a message. And if I'm going to email you, I'm going to follow uh, or proceed with a, a phone call. So there's a heads up to to look at what I sent because it's important to me. Uh, and I think uh, doing that is, it's just, it's like becoming great. You're going to do a little bit more than the next guy, but uh, if you know you need to do it, just do it and make the sacrifice to figure it out. So I think I got off topic there, but I think uh, poke around our website and uh, send us an email. And if we're not uh, quick enough to respond, the ticket gets long in the window. Just uh, pick up the phone and call us and say, hey, maybe you missed my email. I, I wanted to talk to you. Well, you're a good man, and I appreciate your time. I know it's very valuable. So thank you for sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us, and uh, look forward to possibly having you on in the future. Sounds good, Sean. I appreciate it. And hopefully I've, I've helped some folks uh, through our exchange. I'm honored to be part of your, your ongoing uh, podcast. They're meaningful. and. Hopefully we'll be a help to someone.
Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.